0: Welcome to another episode of Based News Network. I am Punk Revolution Now, a.k.a. Kayo, here with Sophie, a.k.a. of Varka. Say hi, Sophie. Hi. And today we have a very, very special guest. This is Dorian Electra. Please say hi, Dorian Electra.
1: Hey, y'all. What's up? Epic. Epic. Dorian
0: so- <laughs> <slingling>. <laughs> Dorian Electra actually taught me what a clitoris is. <laughs>
2: Iconic.
0: <laughs> and actually. That's I, do,
2: a deep reference. I just learned yeah. actually
0: about sodomy too, so.
1: Amazing. You know, it's just it's just sex ed over here. You know, I'm just teaching. I'm just out here to educate, you yeah, know. Yeah,
2: you're one of the most like educational musicians I, I can think of. <laughs> yeah. It's just that in my true. blood.
1: Let's just say it, Dorian
0: Electra saved Sophie and I's relationship.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is that? Oh, I get it. That's uh that was
0: what that was what Sodom and Gomorrah did to uh <laughs> Sophie and I last. Well, okay. All right. Okay. All right, let's go back. <laughs>
2: That's what Sodom Damn. and Gomorrah does to
1: an MF, you know. Damn. Damn. Yeah.
0: So, everybody if who's listening, if you haven't listened to the new Dorian Electra single Sodom and Gomorrah, definitely go check it out. I definitely want to just kind of kick off the conversation asking about just that track and like kind of what I'm hearing from it, same with like the the new song "Freak Mode," both extremely extremely fun and entertaining, pretty much, you know, and also really funny, just kind of like a, a cl- like just immediate Dorian electro classics. Yeah. So we're you know b- what I'm hearing, you know, I'm punk revolution now. I love punk. I love hearing distortion guitars. I'm definitely automatically just like hearing that in both these songs, like a little bit more distortion, darkness kind of coming through. Is that something that like? you've been inspired by lately. I guess like what is like your like kind of creative vision right now and and, like influences that inspire you?
1: Definitely. I mean, I've definitely been into a lot of dark stuff, stuff with a lot of guitars, like all my new tracks have a bunch of guitar on it. These last two songs, Freak Mode and Sodom and Gomorrah are about like they're very sexual songs. I've just been Mm -hmm. in the mood to to do that and like writing from my own perspective and stuff and yeah I just also wanted to make like a fun song like a party song that people could really like actually like have a good time to you know
2: yeah
0: definitely yeah definitely a good party song Sophie and I actually you know and I don't know if this is weird like of a weird comparison but Sophie and I were kind of like Getting like just like a tinge of like Britney Britney Spears. Spears. Yeah, I was
2: gonna say that like non binary Britney Spears, but like in a dungeon. Yeah.
0: Like yeah, if 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 Britney Spears was like actually like really just like took it to the next level with like the freakiness, I guess.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It was totally truly epic. Like yeah. We really really like the new song, so Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much and that's why i mean i feel like i'm such a big fan of yours because i like love i love everything you do with like the themes of your music like the way you use um like the internet and history and um like fedoras fedoras um gamers jokers jokers like everything that like speaking as like a, a meme meme account a meme or a shit poster if you will like That's all stuff that I really like. And I also, like, I like the political undertones of your music, too, and, like, how you kind of intersect it with all that stuff. I think it's really smart, and no one else does it, so. Thank you guys so
1: much. I really appreciate that. I mean, for me, it's just sort of, like, you know, I have to write about stuff that I find interesting because I get really easily bored. And, Mm -hmm. like, you know, when I've tried to just write songs that are, like, just one vibe, like, let me just write about, like, a party or like being in love or like those things are all valid those things are all great and some of my favorite music is about just those things but you know to me I'm like my brain just can't pay attention like I'll just lose interest when I'm making a song unless there's like some other different conceptual thing or like visual angle or like something else that's like funny to me or just like just like you know activates my brain and stimulates it in some way And, yeah, in college I studied, like, philosophy and history of science, and I used to be really into economics and, like, history and all that stuff, so it's just kind of, like, what how my brain like naturally operates, I think, so I think that's just why you know it permeates my music, and I used to make educational music videos like when I oh, graduated yeah. we, co- from college, yeah, classics. like you're talking about like the history of the clitoris and stuff like that, and yes. so even though I'm not making like explicitly educational music anymore, it's still sometimes still how my my brain operates, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, like I said I, I'm learning about- let's just say Sophie and I learned some tricks from your new song. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. It's all embarrassing, right. Embarrassing me. Just all trying. right. No, well, it's okay. we're just trolling. Yeah. But, um, I, well, I go ahead. I, self, go
2: well, ahead. I, I just think that's interesting you say that because I I know about your epicnomics history stuff. Um <laughs> Kaio, Kaio, my boyfriend, in now he studied economics at NYU, um, and I studied history. So oh, dope! It's like an epic. Let's just say po-
0: so. Let's just say Sophie and I like to get trippy. Uh, <laughs> you know drink drink some bud light and spend all night talking about society and philosophy. Yeah. So I, I do think yeah, I think if you if you take someone who doesn't understand Dorian Electra has never listened to Dorian Electra and then show them like freak mode or Sodom and Gomorrah they'd be like okay, this is like you know, an awesome party jam but you you could, like, they would just never imagine that, like, earlier in your career, it was more, like, educational. But, like, Sophie and I, who have listened through the whole trajectory from beginning <laughs> to end of the Dorian Electra experience, it actually is, like, surprisingly cohesive. Like, yeah, it's it not, is. it's not like you've totally diverged. Mm-mm. It's, it's like you've gradu- like, you've, you've continued threading. Because what Sophie and I were saying, you know, like, A lot of these concepts about sexuality and gender, they are very intellectual as well. Or they're very, like, abstract and philosophical as well. They're very, like, socially conscious, you know? So I guess, like, would you say, like, there is a connection there for you, like, um, with, like, your kind of, like, early kind of economics-focused kind of, you know, music into music that folk like is more exploratory of like sexuality and gender.
1: I mean, politically I've totally gone away from all of that. The, this kind of economic stuff that I was doing that was like, that was back when I was basically like out of high school and like brainwashed by my teacher to being libertarian. And now I'm like way on the left. So it's, it's like, you know, politically very different, but Like just broadly speaking, like conceptually, I mean, yeah, I do love the idea of taking like a complex concept and then making it accessible through pop music and stuff. That was kind of like my old pitch of what I, you know, how I would think about my work and stuff. And now like I definitely think about things more abstractly, like I don't think about it like here's this complex concept I want to boil down for people, but it definitely does impact uh the way I think about stuff where I'm like what do I want to say with this song or like what's like my thesis and then you know thinking I used to think about like songs like an essay like the there's Mm. the introduction and then like your chorus is like your thesis and then you have like I forgot what it's called but there's like the three quarters of the way through where it's like uh, basically like the bridge of the song and then you Mm. go back to like the conclusion and like wrapping everything together so I don't know that's very much like When I first started writing songs, my brain was—I would literally make an outline like I would for an essay because that's just how I knew. That's what I knew from school, you know. Yeah, I don't do that as much anymore, but I I definitely started out doing that for sure.
0: I feel like it's a certain—I feel like it's a certain kind of brain, honestly. Like I feel like I don't know—I'm honestly really interested in this because, like, not—I don't know very many other people who like were interested in and like studied economics in college who are also musicians. Like, I mean, I know—I mean, myself and me. I'm sure there's others out there. But like, I guess, and look, I, I, you know, I was, when I was in college, I was also in a, in like a kind of econ cult myself. I was, I was in, I was like, you know, with a bunch of Marxists, which is frankly a lot cooler than libertarians. So I'm not going to roast you for that. But yeah, but <laughs> <yeah. laughs> well, you know how it goes. But ter- I was just going to well, I was just going to say though, like to be entirely fair though, it's just like, even, even if you were like in an ideology that you don't agree with today. It still, I think, demonstrates that you have a brain that's, like, interested in, like, I don't know, like, putting together these, like, big puzzle pieces to try to understand, like, how the world works. Maybe those puzzle pieces aren't something you agree with today, but it's, like, still pretty abstract. And, like, I think what you just described, like, writing a song, I think writing a song is exactly that. It's, like, trying to put a puzzle together. So, and even with, like, the, the... the newer stuff, like you said, maybe you're not taking the same like essay approach. Uh, I mean, like Sodom and Gomorrah is literally like a Bible reference, so which is like
2: bros c- out here writing like a treatise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so. totally. Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, listening
2: and learning because I'm not amu- well. I was like a classical clarinetist in high school, so there's. Oh that, wow, that's in. amazing thank you yeah, yeah you know. so
0: sophie is low-key just like uh, like uh, we market ourselves here as like i'm the music critic and sophie's the memer but like no sophie just like low-key quietly is just a better musician than... that's not
2: true thank you she
0: i mean <laughs> all right uh, you you're yeah, you are but like whatever
2: damn yeah this is like a very feminist podcast so like i'm in control here i guess yeah so anyway <laughs> um yeah that's that's so epic um Yeah, like, I, like, speaking from a history standpoint, too, like, this, like, I I remember, I think I even saw, like, your, like, educational videos, like, I can't remember where they were posted on YouTube, like, I forgot what channel they were on. Um, Refinery29, I think. Yes, 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 Refinery29. I, I ate that shit up, like. Yeah. (laughs) uh, I, yeah, I, I love the fashion one, too, like, because I love fashion history, so I thought that was really cool. Totally.
1: I, yeah, I love fashion history, too. I think it's one of my, like. Like, it's one of my favorite things to just, like, watch YouTube videos about. Because, like, there's so much interesting, like, political.
2: Yes, there's, it's, fashion is super political. Like, as is everything, of course. But, like, memes, too. But, um, definitely fashion. Like, I remember reading, like, about how during the, like, World War II, like, women would, like, paint fake stockings on their legs. So, because they couldn't, like, use nylon. Yeah. And I thought that was, like, like, the Great Depression,
1: I think. Yeah, that's so dope.
2: Yeah, yeah. I like your like blend of pirate and like gamer <laughs> incel, Like, like it's just I love. I I feel like that's kind of what you do is like you just sort of you love like to ju- like juxtaposition and like extremes, which is really cool. Cause I like I like that too a lot.
1: Definitely, yeah. I think that's like you know it's hard to make anything new nowadays, but it definitely is fun to try to come up with like juxtapositions that maybe you haven't seen much of before between Mm -hmm. like seemingly disparate things like you said so
2: yeah
1: yeah and like I love the history of fashion like you know there's so much interesting political history whether that's like the history of gender roles and like the economic structure of like the family and how we consider that or like or like you know how like the development of like private property and like capitalism like how that intertwined with things about gender roles or family or you know all this different stuff it's super interesting to we
2: need a dorian electra song about boston marriages what is that oh bus. oh okay well okay so back when i used to identify as a lesbian i'm now bisexual clearly so we back in the day like i was obsessed with this stuff and boston marriage is like basically like like, two women who, would, like, I think, I'm pretty sure this was, like, the 1800s. I don't really know too well. But they basically, like, women would get into, like, essentially, like, civil partnerships where, like, oh, they would yeah. like, practice being married, but it would be, like, two women. And, like, it was definitely, like, gay. And, like, that's they would like, to live, to each live with each other and stuff. And, like, one of them would, like, dress like a man and, like, wear, like, an epic top hat. It was so sick. Wow. That's so sick. Surprisingly I, that be, I like, never... Like, yeah, I mean I I mean I true. feel like I'm explaining I'm probably getting the facts kind of wrong, but it's like essentially that and it's like kind of awesome, but yeah.
0: Everyone google so, it just so we just so we <laughs> can maintain the base news network 100% credibility rating. Yeah, so true. Google, google it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, I, like I said, I really like how you just get into, like, this sort of, like, all these, like, epic topics.
0: Sophie, have you seen, or maybe Doran, have you seen the, uh, the meme that's, like, uh, like, Redditors, like, oh, yeah, women of Reddit, it's, like, a Reddit post, like, women of Reddit, how, like, what is something that, like, a gamer, like, a lonely gamer can say to immediately make you, like, want to have sex with him or something like that? Like, a very cringe post. And like I'm just thinking like I feel like that's the challenge Dorian Electra has taken upon themselves. Oh interesting. Like take <laughs> take the the gamer Reddit Fedora. I mean it's I mean, I'm look, I you are doing all sorts of things. It seems like every music video there's like a new, like it's like kinda like a surprise. Like what are you what, what is what is Dorian Electra gonna like dive into genre wise aesthetically this time? It's like I feel like that's your that's like your mission is like take some crazy like, fedora concept and make it, like, sexy sometimes.
1: Yeah. Totally. I, I got to keep it interesting, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, Dorian, um, <clears throat> I guess I'm kind of curious, like, what are, like, some of your interests today? Because I know you – I know, like, you said that, like, it sounds like you are very someone who's very interested, obviously, in history and politics uh and economics and like i know you said like you know the way you kind of think about it has changed over time but like are are you someone who like are you are you still like engaged with like kind of like reading with like what's going on or is are you kind of like a bit more focused just like strictly on like the music stuff right now
1: i mean i would say like i'm definitely focused on my album and everything right now but i do always try to stay aware of just like what the current mood of things are because i feel like You know, there's like a weird misconception about artists that like, oh, like the best artists like close themselves off from the world. And like they just put this thing out that's like been inside of their head. And that's like how they (laughs) express themselves. And, you know, that it's this very like hyper individualistic uh, thing. But I feel like my work always I always try to think like first, like listen, like what is going on? Like what are people talking about or what are they not talking about? and, like, what needs to be added to the conversation, um, and I think of, like, my work and stuff as part of a dialogue that, like, adds something to the mix, you know, um, and, like, reflects the world around it, so I feel like a lot of my, not so much Sodom and Gomorrah or freak mode, but a lot of my upcoming stuff has a lot to do with, like, like, examining like fandom and like celebrity culture oh, and
2: like, like paraso- culture
1: yeah and like parasocial oh. relationships and things like that because i feel like it's it's super interesting like we're that at a place
2: super interesting
1: yeah like i feel like we're at a place right now where we're we live in a like highly secular society where we you know but human beings still want some kind of meaning you know or like communal Mm storytelling in their lives and it's not like we have like roman gods that we use to like you know tell moral stories and like help solidify social norms and things like that you know we instead we do that through celebrities you know like condemning this person for dating that person or like, praising one person or giving awards or, Mm -hmm. you know, praise or, like, or, um, chastising and vilifying, you know, it's, like, that's how we, that's how we establish, like, values and norms in our society, and it's sort of, like, also, like, celebrities and, and people like that are, are modern-day idols, you know, and people, like, literally worship them, you know, and, um. It's, it's really taken the place of religion, I guess, is really what I'm trying to say. I
2: completely yeah. agree. That is That makes me super excited because I'm, like, one of my most, like... I'm... Kaio, you can attest to this, but I'm, like... One of my favorite things is, like, stand culture. Like, examining stand culture. I think it's, like, insanely interesting. And yeah. emerging. And, I mean, maybe the first stand's where Jesus stands. No, it goes back further. It yeah, goes, but... <laughs> but, like, it's... Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like... Cause I, when I was a teenager, I like, I don't know, like, not like the modern Stan Twitter, like wasn't a thing per se, but like, I was like super into lady, like I was a little monster. Yeah. So like, I was like, I was out here in the Stan wars. Like there were literal wars like going on. Like it was, it felt so like real, so important. Like this was like, I, I don't know, like I'm like a teenage girl from like minnesota but it like i don't know i felt like <laughs> i felt like totally um like i don't know it consumed me like it was really all i had and it was so parasocial but it wasn't as much as about like i don't know the like lady god even though i love lady god no it wasn't yeah as much about her it was like it was a community and it was like the sense of purpose like this is my purpose to get her streams up <laughs> it's like oh god absolutely so but it's super it was like no. fun it was fun and it was and i like Oh, they were, I remember going against the Swifties. There's all the drama, like yep. it was crazy, and it it was so interesting to me. And like, if I ever do write a book, like or like as as a quote unquote historian, I would love to look into to Stan like fandom stuff, like totally, totally, like like I I on an earlier episode I was talking about like John Locke. Do you know what John Locke is? Like Sherlock uh, X John from the show Sherlock, like the you no. Know, like oh my god, it was like a whole, it was a whole thing. But anyway, um, that was like a big part of my like teenage years. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, that's so exciting.
1: Yeah, I think all of that, like you're talking about your experience in those stand communities, is so important because like I was a huge I mean before the word stan was being used and before Twitter was invented I was a right. huge stan of a lot of different bands and you know was was active in like forums and YouTube communities and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know standing in line at the shows like getting there super early before they're even before they sound checked and all that Yeah, and yeah it was like that's what inspired me to start making music was bands like that so it, it really I think also, like, my own experience having formed my identity, you know, in high school and stuff around, like, f- that fandom, yeah. um, you know, helps yeah. me appreciate it when I see, like, kids doing the same thing, you know, today, whether it's with my music or other people's music. And, like, I see yeah. the positives, of course, and it's beautiful. I see the community. I obviously also see the negatives, you know, and I see, like, um, mm-hmm. especially just how, like, technology has, like, really ramped it up and made it... Um, feel like this Mm -hmm. whole other world but I think like it's just important to recognize like the human need for purpose and meaning and like to be a part of something bigger than yourself is just like so innate to us and like you're saying that you had these political battles and wars you know that really felt (laughs) important like you feel like you were doing important work in a community you know and like that it like it stood for your values and like what was important, especially with something like Lady Gaga versus Taylor Swift back in the day or something like that, you know? <laughs>
2: um, and so I just funny. I feel like
1: um It's, you know, we're seeing the same thing today. And then, of course, that same kind of fandom also carries over to politics, too. And because we're also using the same technologies. The
2: Trumps, the mega stands. Yeah, we're
1: using the same technologies for those things. So, yeah, I feel like it's something Mm. that, you know, I think now we're starting to become a lot more self-aware about our relationship to the Internet and how we socialize on there and the kind of communities we build. But I think for, like, the last 10 years, it's sort of been like, a lot of blind optimism and only in the, in the past like three or four years have I felt like a, in a more mainstream way, like a more critical, like maybe this is bad for our mental health and maybe, you know, and, and <laughs> those documentaries, like what was that one that was Netflix? It was called like the, not the social network. Cause that's the, uh, that's the, the, movie. the movie. I can't remember, but like they did a mainstream movie Ooh. about that. And obviously after the 2016 election and all that stuff, like now people are starting to question like, you know, all these large platforms and the power they have and all this stuff but for a, I grew up in the era of like just unfettered optimism about these platforms like Arab Spring and like the internet's going to save us and right, even right. people using the language of like the internet democratizes everything and like using the word like mm. democratizes and like is so loaded because it's like it's it's mm-hmm. like it gives power to the people like it's just you know and it like assumes that that is like a good thing built into the language that you're using to describe it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah,
0: yeah. Sophie and I, oh, uh, I was just going to say, actually, Sophie and I, we had an episode recently where we talked about, and you might be familiar with this story and, uh, like a CDC report that came out, uh, I think it was this year about increasing uh, depression and suicide rates, especially Im- amongst like young women, but across like all teens. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that rise in, like, depression and, and suicide is very, very strongly correlated with, like, the rise of iPhones and just yeah. unfettered access to social media. And it's
2: not to say, like, social media equals bad. No, yeah. Like, I mean, that's literally, like, all I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't say that because <laughs> that's all I do on Jona of course. But it's, yeah. Dude, no, totally. It's, I, I think... It's, there's no question that it's it's bad yeah. in a way. And I think... There's just no denying Yeah,
1: it. I mean, I think... It, I, I personally found that it was harmful to me. That's why, like, when I was making my album, I spent a lot of time, like, mostly just not on the internet. Like, I would use YouTube and watch videos and, you know, like, stuff like that, but I wouldn't... I wasn't on social media much at all, and I definitely stopped using Twitter, because I just, like, like, a long time ago, because I just really don't like the kind of, like, community that that fosters, like, at all. Um, and... Yeah, but I I think it's like, yes, the social media stuff is bad. I think also another thing that always gets left out of the conversation, though, is like how do like the, and this is the Marxist thing, but like, how do like the material conditions and like economic conditions factor into like this world that we've created? So it's like, it's not just like, oh, like social media equals bad, but it's also like, All the other, like, the fact that there are, like, no job prospects for people. The fact that, like, you know, getting an education doesn't really mean, like, you're Mm going to be getting work. So, like, what do you have to look forward to? The fact that people are, like, living, more people are, like, living with their parents after school and, like, all this other stuff. um, You know, definitely, I think, factors into it. And same with, like, when I was examining, like, incel culture um as well like people Mm want to blame it on like oh it's it's just because there was a forum called 4chan that created all this bad stuff it's like no it's like you know we're looking at like the the um fallout from like the 2008 housing market crash and like the fact that that destroyed like millennials like job prospects and like what the what kind of culture that those economic conditions create and like that's the same thing where it's like when people want to be like you know, in times of economic crisis when they're, like, when people want to be, like, anti-immigration or something because they're, like, well, immigrants are taking all the jobs or, like, when they want to be, like, well, the reason I can't get laid is because of feminism. You know, it's, like, all these the scapegoating starts happening. Those are in times Mm -hmm. of, like, economic crisis. So, yeah, I mean, I think economics is, like, it's key to everything and, like, economics and, like, class are just something that always gets left out of the conversation. It It drives history. It does.
2: In my opinion. yeah, Yeah, and it's, like, Everything's
1: obviously intersectional, but I feel like it's very convenient that it's like people always want to leave that part out of the discussion, you know, when it's like all we want to be like is all our world's problems would be solved if Netflix would have more like gay sitcoms, you know, and it's like, that's not, that's not, (laughs) that is not true. So, you know, we need to get help. We need to get healthcare first. Let's, let's work on that.
2: So like, you know, it's, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's all super interesting stuff. We need a Dorian Electra song called "Phone Equals Bad."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dorian Electra for president! Wow. Well, that sounds that's that's I I love hearing all that because I just I feel so uh, strongly about everything you you just said and and Sophie and I definitely think about it and talk about it quite often. Like in our last episode, um, we talked about just bringing it back to the news stuff. We talked about the, the the debt ceiling standoff, the deal that's being reached between Democrats and Republicans. And we talked about like how this is like a very intense negotiation where Republicans have a lot of, um, you know, negotiating power, given that like if there's no, you know, agreement to, to raise the debt limit, it could result in a gigantic crisis that obviously, you know, Biden as president would take a lot of blame for. And once you get like past all the boring conversations about debt, deficit, whatever, what you're ultimately looking at is just an aggressive, vicious fight for tax cuts, for cutting food stamps. Like, why are Republicans doing all this crazy kissing Donald Trump's ass? Why are they doing all this theater? It's because at the end of the day, what the what the the politics comes down to is really, like you said, like the class, the economics. That's like the that really is, I think a very fundamental part of politics once you get past all the the theater and theatrics of Donald Trump Mm -hmm. and and, and blaming immigrants. So totally totally on point, you know, totally important. And also this is what I was Dorian. I knew it. I knew it. I was trying to say like people, maybe they hear some party songs. I I was thinking like, no, no, no. Beneath all that with Dorian Electra, we've got an intellectual, We can hear it. Mm -hmm. We're ready. We're ready for, uh, we're really excited for the next album. So that's all we're going to say.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, uh, it's really fun. Like with Sodom and Gomorrah, Um, there's like, I think some of my inspirations, like some people have asked me, but it's kind of like hard to sum it up. But I think now, like in a comment, but like, I can talk about it here more now, but like, it's a little, um, like something fun to, talk about with y'all but like I think some of the inspiration is uh like I this is totally random but like when I was on tour and I was seeing all these like souvenir shops and I was like traveling around Europe and I'd be Mm. like okay I'm in Milan and then it's like you go to the souvenir shop and the souvenir shop is like this bizarre like let's condense everything iconic or like known about this place and put it onto like a purchasable item and usually the stuff is never made there it's all like cheap crap made like probably in like a horrible sweatshop factory or whatever but it's like you're buying that thing to take home a piece of rome or like milan or whatever with with you and also like i i didn't go to pompeii but i was looking online at like merch like souvenirs i keep calling it merch because i'm a musician but like souvenirs that you could get in pompeii and it's like pompeii was this crazy like tragedy essentially like all these freaking people died and it's like people are remembered as like in their the positions they were like screaming and dying and like in pain Mm -hmm. and they're burning or whatever and like the
2: gay couple the gay
1: couple and like all of that but like then it's like but then you can buy that on a keychain and it's like what the <laughs> fuck like it's just so surreal this idea of like commercializing like tra- weird tragedies like you can even go to the like 911 memorial museum and buy souvenirs there or like you- chernobyl sells like m- like merchandise and oh, souvenirs like God. it's super bizarre like what you can uh what you can like what becomes like celebrated like long enough in the past or even not that long ago, you know, and it's just like and like who's making money off of these things it's super I don't know, I found that like super interesting, and thinking about like Sodom and Gomorrah as like a like a tourist destination, you know was like some of the inspiration for the song, like the biblical really cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And also just kind of like the idea that like with all the culture war stuff that we have going on right now, like it is such it is a form of entertainment for people like it riles them up and it gets them mad. But like for both people on the right and left, like if you look at like media coverage and how much it covers, like everything, whether it's like pro trans, anti trans, you know, pro gay, anti gay, like every little thing that happens like like. Good and bad, you can't deny that it is to some people like a form of entertainment, even if it's like they're horrified by it, but like the way that we consume that that media about those things is like similar to how we would consume other forms of of entertainment and in the way like Tucker Carlson talking about something you know like it, it it's something that's it's juicy, you know people like like some of the first things yeah. they're socialized to be like just the things that people are socialized with are, like, you know, boy is blue and girl is pink and whatever. It's, like, it's like super deep in your mind. Or, like, you know, when people are, like, trying to socialize, like, your sexuality, like, you should be like this and you can't be like that or whatever. So it's, like, I think it really, like, it anything regarding gender and sexuality really, like, gets to people on a deep level and gets them, like, riled up. So it's, um... I don't know it's like I feel like we're in this weird era of like there's like a theater of like the culture wars happening and I feel like that's kind of what I wanted to get at a little bit with like the tourists in the Sodom and Gomorrah video that are like taking photos and yeah. stuff they're like wow like look at like how like horrible like sinful this is but like we can't look away like we're gonna take photos and we're gonna talk about it and I'll we're gonna buy the merch of it with
2: them you know yeah that's super interesting I love that idea.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah sophie and i deal with the uh you know the the, war. the the tribe the tribalism culture war we stuff on the on internet all the time, the time because yeah. it's you know obviously sophie and i you know sophie has a big account on instagram po- post all di- you know different memes you really you know you never know what's going to set off the like uh oh this you know rubs a certain you know group of people who identify with like an ideology like the wrong way or whatever and then it just turns into like you know uh, just a, a mosh pit of like fighting and stuff and i mean i think you know it, it kind of goes back to what you were saying with even even the um even with like the celebrity stuff you know like um you know sophie and i sometimes when we talk about taylor swift you know we got to be careful uh, <laughs> because, because
2: yeah, you know, right. it is like
0: a you know it's like a it's like a Which, religion you know way, you don't want to.
1: I love her. I'll just say I I I think she's great. But
2: <laughs> oh well, I I I'm not even a like a like I've not, I've not really listened to Taylor Swift that much. I'm not like a self-identified fan. I'm I'm more like interested in Taylor Swift the like brand or like the the religion. The
0: socioeconomic Yeah,
2: the socioeconomic. <laughs> yeah, the, <happening> socioeconomic.
0: <laughs> occur, the, the phenomenon of Taylor Swift.
1: That's it is super yeah. fascinating. I am also very interested in
2: it. Yeah, yeah. Like she's yeah, it's I'm not I'm no hate to the Swifties. I know you're listening.
0: Base News Network, we're we're Taylor Swift centrists. You know? <laughs> we're just trying to we're just trying to, you know, make it just be be you know, chill about it. But, yeah. you know, you got to be careful because, uh, you know, like you know, I said, you it's never like a... Know. You, you never, never know. know what will... Yeah.
2: That's so funny. Someone off. For better yeah. or for worse. And I'm not yeah. judging, of course. Oh, yeah. I mean, but- I was so
1: scared when I did my lady gaga remix i was really scared yeah. at first that like the fans were gonna oh, hate the, it the monsters
2: yeah I the was, monsters the monsters but they loved, loved it. it i yeah they loved it i because i i'm st- i am i am still like involved in the little monsters like stan twitter like yeah of twitter like i'm don't i've never like i don't post in it i just like i know the main like accounts that like post it like i know all the the p- personalities i know i know how it works and everyone was like Oprah. Oh, sorry. I say Oprah by like. The, do you know that like Stan Twitter gif of like Oprah where she like, like stands up out of her chair and like puts her ha- like hands on her face and like she looks super excited. Maybe like stands. I stands. <laughs> sorry, I can this, visualize is it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is very obscure. I'll I love send it, it to you later. It was very obscure. Like and like all the stands like use that gif and like they used it so much that they don't even use the gif anymore they just say oprah they go like oprah oh my god it's like basically amazing. everyone everyone was oprah when that the <sighs> remix like dropped like basically so mm-hmm. yeah like that that oh god i i'm just like trying to put myself in your shoes like that sounds terrifying like making yeah. a remix of a lady gaga like lady gaga is like you know yeah like she's so she's so iconic incredibly famous and iconic like that must be so scary. Like, it, you know, so I much. was. I really took
1: it, like, really seriously. I put so much work into that remix. Like, me, Count Baldor, that and Chris really Criati, like, we worked so many sessions on it until I felt like it was right. And, like, it... I was so relieved when the fans were, like, so welcoming and so positive. I mean, I saw a lot of comments, too, that were like... Wow! Like I wanted to hate this remix, but I'm mad that I can't because it's so uh, good. That's so
2: annoying. It's like you just know, <laughs> stop. But also, no, I was it like, was. But, but I get it. That's kind of a dub, though. I
1: get it, though. Mm. You know, it's like you have to earn people's like, yeah. you know, respect and whatnot. Like I did not take it personally, but it was. It ended up being amazing, and since then, like all the Gaga fans I have really been awesome. Like it. And I, yeah, I yeah. when it came
2: out, I I, op- I also Oprah. I really liked it. Yeah, a, a lot. So. <laughs> things like yeah and i feel like i'm playing it down but i am like a huge fan of yours <laughs> like that's so cringe to say but oh no, um, thank yeah. you i love that well i'm a fan of yours thank you oh my goodness that's
0: that's amazing yeah no sophie's been telling me since like that day we've met that sophie loves uh your music so Orion slay a yeah.
2: epic Lectra. <laughs> um well i i remember now i'm about to get parasocial
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, go for it I, parasocial yeah, Well, I
2: parasocial is not actually a bad
1: thing it's actually just a normal thing it's like very it's yeah. even like before the internet and
2: everything like a social relationship with the god
1: literally literally though that's Lit- like this no, i'm reading true, this amazing book true. i'm reading this book that's called celebrity the history of fame and i thought it was going to be like super generic and blah 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 but then they really go into it they're like They're, like, celebrity culture and, like, neoliberalism and celebrity culture and, like, all this amazing stuff. And I'm, like, holy shit. It's, like, super in-depth that I did not think they were going to go there, but they did, so.
2: Interesting. I would love to read that book. I'll send you the link.
1: It's really dope. Thank
2: you. Oh, my gosh. Well, getting parasocial with it, I was – I remember, like – finding out that your name is like l- actually Dorian Electra like actually like legally and i thought that was so funny <laughs> like yeah. in a good way of course like damn this person was they were like meant to be like who you are now like you that's like your birthright if you were born with that name like you're going to have to be like <laughs> no who totally you are. i know i Don't do you think kaya yeah i do feel Destined like my Ford. parents
1: like definitely were like Okay, we're going to give you this name if you want to do something crazy with it. You have it and you should go for it. And if not and you just want to, like, do something very chill, then you don't have to. But, like, I also appreciated they gave me, like, a pretty, like, gender-neutral name. Like, my mom had, like, a right. male a male cat named Dorian before me. Oh, um, that's so sweet. And... Yeah, she was, like, testing the yeah, name out. it's, like, out.
2: The, por- the portrait of Dorian Gray. Exactly. Yeah. So we got, we got, like, a little bit of Oscar Wilde, which definitely, like, plays into, like, the, like, themes of homosexuality and gender and stuff. And, definitely. like, extravagance and, like, camp and
1: like dance. Kind of, like, dandy, yeah, flamboyant. Dandy- oh, yeah, you definitely have,
2: like, a dandy. Yeah, literally flamboyant, literally flamboyant. Yeah. And then the Lectra is definitely, like, I'm getting, like, the more, like, abrasive like it's it's also over the top and like energetic and like edgy like side of you too which is like like, you're literally meant to be who you are which is so cool like I think that's awesome like I have a generic ass name like (laughs) so (laughs) yeah I think that's so cool and like I sometimes sometimes I like to people like um did you actually know that's their real name (laughs) I'm like I'm literally like erm actually and I have I'm like that like nerd emoji I'm like yeah actually (laughs) (laughs) and it's and everyone's like what it's not a stage name I'm like no Mm -mm." no it's I know I'm really lucky like
1: it's really cool and I feel really grateful that I have like such supportive parents and like I think everybody's parents like Probably try to push them into doing something or like want their kid to do something, and my dad was always like, "I want you like, why don't you try out music, Dorian, and you could be like a rock star." Mm-hmm. And, and actually, for so the longest sweet. time, I was like, I, I was like, no, no, I'm not. I don't want to do that. I want to like go study <laughs> economics or like I want to like, you know, whatever. Like I was totally not and, like both? my parents did not expect that I was going to be like as like nerdy and like academic as I was in school. Because um, like as a kid. I, like, all I did was, like, watch cartoons. Like, I didn't like sports. I didn't play with <laughs> dolls. Like, I kind of didn't do, like, any of that. And so, yeah, it was, like, super, um, super what funny. What cartoons did
2: you watch? Mostly,
1: like, Ren and Stimpy was, like, hugely influential on in my brain because my dad, like, had me watching that since literally I was an infant. And I think that definitely <laughs> explains a lot about me. That um, explains a
2: lot. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then, like, honestly, my other favorites were spongebob and yeah, um guess. and <laughs> the rugrats honestly i really fuck with rugrats those are like my top yeah. three oh, yeah. for
2: sure i'm getting the vibes for sure
1: definitely was always a nickelodeon good kid always Nickel- nickelodeon. i was a nick kid period. i was sorry like, i was not disney,
2: disney. was you know so- i was a nick kid too i was a cartoon network kid but i'm like a little younger so yeah, yeah i was anyway.
1: cartoon network only like it was like secondarily like only when there was like nothing else good on nickelodeon I mean, I liked... Well, also, mm. you know, I did grow up on Looney Tunes. My dad always had that around as well. <gasps> yeah. Um, but I was I, always a Nickelodeon too.
2: kid. That's so epic. Yeah.
0: I mean, I feel like you gave a really awesome kind of overview of the... You know, you, you really hit, like, a lot of stuff I find super interesting with the uh, parasocial and, you know, internet chaos. Um, But anything else about, like, the new album that you kind of want to talk about? Like, we're, I'm just so curious. We're so curious, like, you know, any, any, like, cool people you're, you're working with that, like, you're excited about? Or is that, like, kind of, like, like, kind of on the DL still? You don't have to say anything you can't
2: say. Uh,
1: You know, I'm just so excited, like, for y'all to hear more of the music. And actually, I'm playing LA Pride um, next week. And I'm going to be, and then I'm also doing like a boiler room, like I'm playing a live set on in July and I'm going to be playing a couple of new songs there at both of those. So you'll get to hear some of the new stuff. Where's and boiler uh,
2: room again? Is that LA or New York? Uh, that one's
1: going to be in New York in yeah, July. Yeah,
2: we got to go. We're in New York. We'll be there. Yeah. All right, we'll let's there. do it. It's going to be epic. Oh my yes. God, that's going to, that's going to be epic as hell. Yes. Oh my goodness.
0: Hi. Hi.
2: So Dorian's audio cut out when we we we're looking back through this lull. So yeah.
0: That was the last. That was the that last was question la- we asked. That was though. the
2: last thing we got from them. But it's okay. So um, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Please subscribe to our Patreon five dollars. patreoncom
0: slash Network. Thanks for watching. watching bye.
2: Bye. <laughs>